0: business blues and blues this is jordan orayama this is lewis yank and today we're going to be giving you a little bit of an update about what we talked about in our past episodes on streaming mm-hmm. so lewis has some experiences he would love to share with you all. yes so
1: i did a couple of free trials just because i was curious i was looking at the low cost options uh we didn't really talk about those too much We mainly talked about the big guys your YouTube TVs, hey Hulu Live TV, Hulu. but this time I was looking at Philo, which Philo. is 60 channels for $20, no sports. That's a cool name, Philo. It is. It's Philo T. Farnsworth, who actually founded, we're one of the creators of television, uh, it was Philo T. Farnsworth. Well, that's... One amazing. of the main deliverers. yeah. And okay. the name after him. It's a good service. You use your phone number to sign up, but... Uh, obviously I didn't stay with it. I didn't feel like paying twenty bucks for live TV of things that weren't sports. That's why I found out in my experience, which is a good thing about this, you can try it out, is that live, I only really care about sports. I don't really I can look up news. I have a new subscription, just reading. Don't need to have them talk about it. Um so that's what for me, AT&T watch TV is like the same thing. It's fifteen a month. You get better channels, but you get less channels, so you get like a, your adult swim, which is pretty cool tbs tnt which is nice and you get cnn so if you like that that's good for you no sports um and also the friendly tv which is a family friendly content for the lowest one i believe is six bucks a month
0: that's really cheap
1: yeah but you only get 13 channels but they're directed there is a weather channel three hallmark channels and you also get game show network and a couple other more uh religious focused family friendly channels
0: so. That's really, okay, yeah. And also, so last time, uh, something that we talked a lot about was AT&T. Mm-hmm. So AT&T is coming up and they're going to be launching HBO Max. Yes. So, so HBO Max is coming out in the near future. Um, and it's actually coming out first for, um, I believe, AT&T customers. Um, so it's coming out in May 2020, yes. four months from now. So May, May of 2020. So HBO Max is kind of going to be the end-all be-all of streaming services. So last time we we talked about streaming, we talked about how segmented it was. We talked about how it was really hard for some of these people. Like it's great that we're going to streaming, but it's really hard for some people to kind of get on five different streaming services. Like that's a lot to do and a lot to pay for. And and it's like, why wouldn't I just pay for cable? HBO Max is the answer to that because AT&T owns DirecTV and HBO Max. So now they're going to basically combine everything all into one place. Yeah. So that's that's something. So going to AT- there, um,
1: HBO Max also is essentially the at t Watch TV replacement. It's going to have pretty much all the same stuff, uh, in addition to having HBO included. It's going to be replacing HBO Now and at t Watch TV for the same price that they both. All those are fifteen bucks. They're going to give you all of that for the same price
0: that already existed. at. Which is really, really good that they're not trying to like confuse everybody and be like, oh, you can have HBO Max, AT and T U Verse, AT or HBO Now. Like it's it's a bunch of different things. HBO Now, by the way, is basically if you want to buy HBO, so you can have Game of Thrones, all all the content, um, but you don't have to actually buy a cable subscription. So uh, HBO Max is going to have you know a lot of a lot of really good shows. It's going to have like Looney Tunes. It's going to have uh, Rick and Morty. It's going to have some kid stuff like Sesame Street matrix uh fresh prince of bel-air you know who doesn't love that show mm-hmm. top gear friends
1: is going to be on there bigger they, they bought the right to friends
0: so i mean we'll get right there they're having rick and morty which is a pretty popular show especially with the mm-hmm. younger you know 20-ish and younger crowd um and also older obviously mm-hmm. and all and friends i mean everybody's obsessed with friends and that came out in like the 90s so that's pretty early 2000s mm-hmm. so that's really sweet Um, So HBO Max is definitely something to look forward to in the future. It's definitely going to be something that's going to be groundbreaking. Um, We also have Quibi coming out pretty soon. Quibi is a very, very interesting interesting service. So they're actually having some uh, producers and, and filmmakers make shows specifically. It's only for mobile, so they're having shows specifically at times. So one of these shows is a horror movie. You can only watch it when the sun goes down, which is a really interesting concept. I think it's um, Spielberg. It's called After Dark, I think that's what it's called. And yeah. so basically what it does, and some of them actually, it's really cool. So they're, they're really updating the platform. So if you want to watch it in uh, portrait mode on your phone or landscape, it makes it ideal for either mode. So Quibi is not just like another streaming service coming out there. It's one that's focusing on the mobile. It's like, hey, look, you know, I'm in an Uber for like 10 minutes. Let me just watch this show real quick. Obviously, like we said, the Spielberg show, if you're in an Uber after dark and you want to watch a horror movie in a car with a stranger, I mean, that's totally your yeah. choice. Yeah, I mean, you're <laughs> like, a psycho, but yeah, like, that's totally yeah. up to you. So there's a lot of really cool mm-hmm. shows coming out for it. Etrus Elba is going to be on it as well. Last time we did this was, uh, you know, before Christmas, like before the holidays and stuff. So we want to talk about something that's been in the news a lot, which is the Royal Family. Mm hmm. So as we know, um, Prince Harry dropped out of the royal family,
1: and Meghan Markle,
0: and Meghan, Markle. obviously, yes,
1: she could not remain without him. Of
0: course, naturally. That's
1: so how they do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they, um, they basically felt. I mean, he he wasn't going to be the next in line. He wasn't going to. Yeah, be Yeah, I mean, to the we throne. we
1: always know what Harry's been like. You know, you've seen him on the news for thirty years. What does he, he's? I mean, he's a good guy. He's a really good person. I mean, he's very, light. but he he's. He's a playboy. He's unofficial British playboy. I know he's married and, and him and his wife are happy, but it's, this isn't the life for them. It was never his life was not to be. And that's something actually interesting that I want to talk about is, are these people that were just naturally having in the spotlight because of birthright? We've pretty much gotten rid of that in all the first world countries, except really for England, uh, the only ones that, that have that continuous uh, connection.
0: And uh, I think Japan as well. Yeah. They and I mean, an Iran
1: has one and Saudi Arabia, but I'm talking just like your Western kind of oh, countries. yeah, yeah. And also, um, I
0: mean, even with that, they still have a prime minister, basically the royal family. All that they do is basically for show. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they do like mm-hmm. a tiny bit here and there, but the actual political day-to-day run stuff. It's basically like the board of a company is the royal family and the CEO is the prime minister. He's yeah. actually running the company. Mm-hmm. He's doing everything. He's actually running the country. So um, so yeah, just, just to talk about that. And then with the royal family, so he, he, as Louis just said, he didn't want to do this for the rest of his life. He was like, I don't want to just, you know, live off of what I was inherited. Um, so they broke off and they have plans to actually do their own, their own life, their own jobs. You know, they actually want to be real people. So what does this mean that he left? Can't can he just go out there and can he just get the money that he's been inherited and just go off and do his own thing? Well, actually, he can never return to Buckingham Palace as a prince. He is now he, – he was no longer called a prince, actually. He has renounced that name, so now he is just Harry. He's like every other Harry in the world. Just Harry, Harry Potter. Just Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. He's like every other Harry, and she is, you know, they're all oh, special.
1: Ooh, this is spicy. I, I literally just read this right now. Uh, They both have to pay back 2.4 million pounds, oh, $3 million of British taxpayer money used to renovate their home. So they're serious about this, because they, they gave back $3 million.
0: That's crazy. I mean, where did that $3 million come from? I don't no.
1: know. Well, it came from British taxpayers. Okay.
0: No, I mean like, how do they pay that back? You know, where, the, where is their source oh. of, of income? You know, we don't know. It might. Well, pay. I mean, they're they're the royal family. They have
1: plenty of money. I'm sure that's not a huge damage. And Megan has been an actress her whole life, so she's had a good bit of chunk or a chunk of change too. She was in Suits,
0: right? Yep, yep, yeah, yep, yep.
1: So that was a very popular show. So they're, they're definitely both well off. But that says something that they're, they're, that they're, they're this
0: committed. Yep. They they have left. They not know the that family. this is wrong for
1: them. It always kind of felt weird whenever she joined the family. Because, it's, a, I think it's a good, it's a
0: good wife for him. And also, but again, he was kind of just like the black sheep anyway. Of, of course, but everybody liked him a lot. And yeah, that was always a shame that everybody actually wanted him to be next, but he's like seventh in line. Like, yeah, it's well, because because Will's kids are in front of, like it. Like five year olds in front of him, so yeah, like that feels that kind of crap. You know, it's, yeah. like, it's like when you're on the varsity team and like the freshmen's playing over you. you mm-hmm. like, come on, yeah. Like
1: I've been here like for three more years. Exactly. In this case, it's like I've been here for thirty more years. But you know, yeah,
0: exactly. So, so it's a big deal. And also, um, if you guys are following over the holidays, um, they celebrate Christmas, and there was a lot of tension between the two wives between um, Harry's wife Megan and the other wife. Um, so there, there was a lot of a lot of uh, tension well, between well, them. Yeah. Kate Middleton. Wife. Kate, yes, thank you. Well, Duchess Kate. Duchess right. Kate, yes, um, Duchess. Official Kate, name. Duchess Kate Middleton. <laughs> that's a mouthful. So she and Megan were not getting along. They couldn't be in the same room. Uh, it was mm-hmm. causing a lot of controversy, and obviously, what family wants that, especially around the holidays. So now that they left, it's it's just it's a it's a, a big change. So that's just some updates on the yeah. royal dropout. What's that kind of showing? Mm-hmm. Um, but to keep
1: it out of People Magazine territory, I want to say that I, I do think it's interesting that this is. This is a country's news. Like this is actually what they talk about. They are invested in these people like we're invested in TV show characters. So it's interesting that your technical head of government uh, are these people that inherit this and they're just regular guys. They're like the Kardashians are the royal family. It's like the same idea. Actually, it's yeah, reality that's TV. really, that's really good So it's just when is England going to accept
0: Changing that, if they ever will, or if they're I gonna don't, keep I don't sponsoring think they will for a long time. I mean, especially while the queen it, is still alive. It, yeah. I gonna... So uh, so obviously, there's a lot of. I mean, they're not they're gonna take the queen out from her current position. They'll probably be, wait yeah. until there's a transitional period. No, that makes sense. To yeah. So that's just some update on the royal family, the dropout, um, you know, kind of all that stuff that's going on with them. Something that we want to talk about really briefly is there was a gun rally in Virginia. Um, and so this, this was a very big deal. Um, so there's been a lot of security. There's been a lot of, a lot of change going on. I think uh, Lewis wants to talk about this a little bit. Yeah,
1: more. so on Martin Luther King Day of uh, all days, they, there was a 50,000-person Virginia rally uh, about guns, pro-gun, uh, anti-restriction because Virginia's been trying to pass some laws uh, to restrict the purchase of, of firearms. Uh, and this is interesting for a couple of reasons. Um, specifically because there was a mass shooting in May in Virginia Beach. That's what kind of re-sparked these. Again, it's kind of a rinse-repeat, which is, it's sad to say. I I don't like saying it even because we all know that we're desensitized to this. But I still don't like saying that out loud because it kind of makes me feel bad. But it's true that we all are desensitized to gun violence. Um, and therefore, there is the the protest today. Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with the peaceful protest. It wasn't like they had guns and they were do anything with them they were just saying you know we want to keep our guns how they are right now we don't want to change all the laws and mm-hmm. you know it was just a weird it's a weird day to pick because i understand i understand that, that martin luther king was all about equality for everyone and opportunity and you could construe that to, to mean gum rates in a way you could but i just i don't think that that, that was appropriate especially because he was assassinated uh, with a gun, I just think that that's wrong, uh, in the circumstances and it's, it's kind of too bad. So it's just an unfortunate situation.
0: There, there's a, a quick quote I want to read real quick from the New York times article. Um, it's called m- mid tight security, Virginia gun rally draws thousands of supporters so if you want to look up that article, um, and the, the quote was, guns protected this country for a couple of hundred years, and this two-faced governor just asks to take them. He said, referring to Governor Ralph Northam, a Democrat who has, si- who has agreed to sign <coughs> excuse me, provisions banning guns in parks and limiting handgun purchases in Virginia. Lawmakers approve them uh, if lawmakers approve them. So basically, obviously, this is not our personal, at, at all views, you know, that is not our place of this podcast. All we are doing is just educating on news right now. So basically what this is saying is that they feel that guns need to be free and that they, that's what they're trying to say at this rally. Um, and just some brief history, as Lewis talked about, that shooting in Virginia Beach, it actually killed 12 people. And there was a lawmaking session on gun control just after that event, which actually ended in 90 minutes, and no action was taken, no, you know, there was nothing, nothing really done. So, just just a little update on that. Just something you're probably going to be seeing more in the news, probably some notifications on your iPhone. Just something to stay stay tuned about. That's kind of what they're what they're pressing for right now. Is that they're saying that guns are their their right, and they're protecting this country, so that they feel that they should keep them. But obviously some of the um, pushback on that is because of all the shootings and everything that's been going on is can these guns, you know, should they be allowed? get in the press a lot we see a lot of the presidential debate is that we hear a lot of people talking about health care and we will talk be talking more about the presidential debate in a little bit with lewis so what i want to talk to about is health care so obviously we hear um you know on the democratic side we're hearing like bernie sanders talking about you know we need free health care for everybody we need to be completely from the government we need to be completely you know free for everybody everybody needs to be on the same health care so what I kind of want to shed some light on is, you know, what that can actually look like for some people who just might not really know what's going on. So if if the government is running a healthcare program, you know, if that isn't a time when a Democrat is in, um, in in presidential office and they are actually running that healthcare system. What that can look like for people like, like um, you know, women who are pro-choice is that they might actually be getting more Planned Parenthood. They might be getting more coverage for abortions. They might be getting more coverage for other types of those needs. Whereas um, if a Republican is president, you know, and, and they disagree with those views, that health care that you might have already come to know might actually be taken out from under you. So that's just something to keep in mind. You know, people want, oh, I want this healthcare program. I want this to be government healthcare. What's well, really, it's hard to implement that, but it's even harder to get rid of that. And that's something that we want to talk about. So Bernie is pushing for this, and I'm not saying whether that's a good or a bad mm-hmm. idea. I'm just saying that this is what it will look like: is that these presidents are going to change healthcare depending on their personal and obviously, you know, between their uh, electoral view- views. So um, something that Lewis and I have talked in a, a very large amount about is how, how can we make healthcare, you know better for everybody and here is something that is completely opinionated between us we think that there is a middle between the two that you know some of the problem with the government healthcare is that they're worried that oh okay well i was getting really great eye and dental care as well as medical but then with this government healthcare program i'm not getting that good of eye care you know i could have got glasses and contacts you know every as much as i needed for the for the rest of my health insurance but, you know, with this government healthcare, I can only get, you know, one pair of glasses every five years or, you know, whatever that manner is. Um, you know, we, we think that it's important for everybody to be covered that, you know, that there is this government option where they actually can't have healthcare because, you know, it is a really scary reality for some of these people in America that they do not have healthcare. They if they go to a hospital or they can't uh, they can't go to a hospital, they can't afford it. You know, this is a lot of low income families where their job might not actually cover them. So we think that having that government healthcare program might be really great but not putting it into the mass production that Bernie Sanders is talking about. We think that there should be a middle where you have that government option but you also have, you know, a uh, a free market of healthcare. So that way if you don't have healthcare, you have healthcare. You are covered, you you're, you're entitled to that. You know, we see a lot of Europe doing it. And obviously, Europe and Canada, they have their cons. You know, some mm-hmm. of them talk about wait times, and that's honestly been yeah. Know, and that's, that's the been... iron
1: trying. Sorry to butt in, but that's the iron triangle of healthcare. I think it will help what you're saying. Uh, so that is the cost of it, how many are covered, uh, and the efficiency with it. So the problem with uh, Canada is the wait time. Like you said, the quality of care is, is the essential thing there, um, and the problem is. They're not happy with their care. They're happy that it's low cost. They're happy that everyone's covered, but they're not happy with the quality. Those are the three
0: mm-hmm.
1: components. And that's the thing is there, there is no system that covers all three of those components well. Our system arguably covers zero of them well, which is an interesting thing we actually talked about in one of my college classes here, uh, which was awesome, honestly. Just to really get in-depth with that, I think it's something that everyone should understand uh, to a degree. And it's a little sad. That we spend the most on health care, but we get the least per dollar every extra dollar we spend. We only get maybe 10 cents. That's just around an estimate. It's somewhere in the teens. We only get 10 extra cents of actual benefit for every dollar we're spending right now because we're spending so much, but we're not spending it correctly. It's not efficient, it's not in an efficient way. Yes.
0: So, obviously, the system it has been talked about a ton. It's been the presidential race a lot. It, it needs to be changed. Something mm-hmm. definitely needs to happen. Some programs have been set in place. We're not going to say whether they're good or bad. They were just what what the president felt they needed to do at that time. So having this free market is basically letting those people who don't want to have basic health care. It's basically we talked about that subscription service with Peacock. You can have the free version. You can have you know a mid-tier version, and you can have a premium version. If you want to have a, me- a medium or a pre-version, you're going to have to pay for that, but you're obviously going to get better health care. And that's something that we really think could solve everybody's problems. If you have a lot of money and you can afford to have better healthcare and you want to have that better healthcare, then you could have that with this system and it allows free market. You know, it adds a lot of regulation. And also something that I also want to talk about is that if, if the, the, one of the pros of having um, adds a lot of negotiation. So right now um, hospitals are basically monopolies. You know, if they come in and they say, okay, I need a kidney and they say, okay, well that's going to cost you $60,000. You know that's a lot of money, and there's not much negotiation. And a lot of these private corporations, since there's like eight of them, they can't actually negotiate that much because the hospital is pulling, you know, is pulling all those chains. They're 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 negotiating. They have it. They have the product. You need it, so they can pretty much charge whatever they need to charge. That's a whole other discussion. But if we add in a, a private and a public sector, there can be a, a a major bring down in price because there can be more negotiation. I mean, the government is literally the largest corporation. You know, they are basically, they function as a company. They're the largest employer in the world, actually. You can look that up. They are the largest employer of the world. So they have a lot of pull, a lot of money. They have a lot of things that they can throw at hospitals to bring stuff down and make it better for consumers. So basically, in summation, we believe that having private and public healthcare meeting in the middle would be the best choice in healthcare for people. And obviously, mm-hmm. a lot of presidential. Um, yeah. uh, there are some
1: candidates that do believe in that. Yes. So for example, just a little expansion uh, of Medicare, well more, not even expansion of Medicare, expansion of Obamacare, uh, which is the Patient-Protected and Affordable Care Act uh, from 2010 that was under Obama, and that is Biden's main thing. He wants to bring that back, kind of how it was before the Republicans came in and changed some of it, uh, kind of took some stuff out, rearranged some things, and made it not exactly the same system uh, that was done when Obama was president. So that's his main thing. That's probably the most moderate position if you're in the center of what that would be. Now, we're going to Pete Buttigieg. Uh, He is Medicare for All Who Want It, which is what Jordan was just talking about there at the end. That is where you have Medicare for All, but people can keep their private insurance. Now, it eliminates the employer insurance, which is the main thing that most candidates agreed upon, that that's kind of holding back uh, the whole system right now is going through your employer and that was instituted during uh, World War II because of price controls, uh, wages were not rising so they had to give incentives in order to keep employees which is kind of a crazy that that's what has stemmed into healthcare now. Is that's one We don't actually have a healthcare plan, it's just this one law we made for not even the same reason as helping healthcare.
0: That's also something that we see a lot going on right now, and this is something we actually want to cover in a future podcast. Is also on retirement and pensions. It's the same. It's actually the same situation that back in the day they used to offer pensions, and now pensions are going away. So just just a little button there, just something to look mm-hmm. forward to in the future. Pensions and retirement. It's a very crazy system, just like healthcare.
1: And uh, I would like to talk about uh, Elizabeth Warren now and Bernie Sanders, as Jordan's already mentioned. They are both Medicare for all, and and that is the extreme. View well. It's not. It's not extreme in terms of its socialist. It's not socialist per se. Uh, it's it's a social policy, but it's a different distinction. We'll get to that in another episode. Uh, I would like to talk about different economic systems at some point. But for now, we're just going to leave it simple. And they have the most left view uh, in terms of our country, uh, and that is that they want to give everyone the same Medicare, expand it from where it is right now. Everyone gets it. Everyone gets the same plan, and it is all equal for everybody. And it's a pay-in system, so to help the poor, give everyone the same kind of deal. And that's where I want to get into the New York Times' endorsement yesterday. This is
0: a very big deal. This of is Amy, an absolutely And they
1: deal. endorsed Amy Klobuchar, senator from Minnesota, and Elizabeth Warren, senator from Massachusetts. The only two women
0: left in the Democratic side of the race. And they, elect, they nominated both of them. Yeah, they which picked two people. is crazy. They have not yeah. done two nominations. <clears throat> and in a long
1: time. One of my issues with this, and I'm going to stay far from my own views as I can on this, this is mostly just a criti- critique of their actual article itself. I'm confused, honestly, why they endorse these people. Because half of the endorsement for Amy Klobuchar, and I think she's a very brilliant woman, to be honest. Been in Congress for a long time. Uh, she was with Al Franken for a long time. They did a lot of wonderful things in Minnesota. And half of it is just kind of bashing how she treats her staff. And I, I don't understand. It says it gives us pause to uh, endorse Miss Klobuchar after her treatment that has been compared to that of Biden, which people continuously berate uh, on him for how he speaks to people, etc. which, again, that's your own opinion if you think that's a worthwhile critique. I'm not going to say what I think. But my point isn't whether she is or isn't. My point is, why are you putting this in an endorsement? It doesn't make sense to me. I understand you don't want to just give people credit and not say any of their their weaknesses but it, it uh it, it just it doesn't seem like the kind of content you would put in the endorsement for for candidates that you think should be running our country and it's interesting it's an editorial piece in the new york times published yesterday but it's it's just strange and they talk about other candidates in here and they talk about they briefly go over everyone and they talk about Bernie; they say he's too old that's pretty much the entire argument again something that is not a policy thing it's how old he is it's an opinion and it doesn't be- it doesn't really belong in this argument it, you know it's they talk about the issues for both elizabeth and amy they go over them very well but they don't give anyone else that same jurisdiction they don't give anyone else the same right essentially in their in their article which i find kind of weird uh, which is which is disappointing to me because I subscribe to New York Times as a student subscription. It's four dollars a month, very cheap. and I get news every day I get updates. But yeah, I just I don't I don't want to be reading something that kind of reads like it's just generating news for news' sake, which is unfortunate.
0: Um, which is, that, that, that's not what we need out of news these days. No. Yeah, I mean we need we need the real truth, especially during this presidential race. Yeah. This is a very important presidential race. And we need transparency. We need, honestly, less opinion, more facts. Yeah.
1: And I, I get it. it's not a piece. That's fine. But I didn't... I said already in this podcast that I liked reading news, watching sports. I didn't want to have any of those news channels. Not that I don't think that they have their purpose, but that's not how I going to receive my news. So therefore, having essentially the same thing in word form that you would watch on CNN be written here... It's kind of disappointing, and that's kind of the point I'm trying to make here. But hopefully they will continue to have the good work that they do and all the other categories, and they have a very nice tracker for the debates. But this one piece kind of made me upset. So that's what I have to say about that.
0: So today. So again, my name is Jordan Ariema. I'm Lewis Yank. And this is Business Blues and Booze. And so as always, um, we would like to endorse a booze for the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. So something we would definitely like to not endorse yeah. is the Bud Light Seltzer. We tried many flavors. We tried mm-hmm. the mango, lime, strawberry, and black cherry. Now the best of them was probably the mm-hmm. strawberry and the black cherry. Black cherry, had...
1: just like White Claw. And that's the point that exactly. he's about to make. It's literally just White Claw. But worse. But do worse. Do not buy it. Don't.
0: I mean, if you want to. I mean, if you want to try buy it. If you want to try it. Buy it and no, try it. No, don't even buy all of it. Buy want,
1: Buy this black cherry. Because honestly, the mango just tasted like I was drinking like bleach. It was just chemicals. It wasn't good. <laughs> I, I hated it. I really did. Because I liked the mango white claw. And I thought, it, but it's not It's not that good. It's a, It's a. It's no one black. can do the mango. No one can do mango. I don't understand why it's so hard to make a mango flavor with anything. But other than mango itself, mango itself is so sweet and delicious. And no one can replicate that flavor. And it kind of makes me upset. Uh, just kind of. I mean, he's yeah. <laughs> yeah, eyes, kind I, of ranting about it, but kind of. I'm pretty mad. Yeah. But, but the black cherry is still very good. I don't know if they just literally took their recipe because it tastes the exact same as White Claws. But like but a
0: little bit less. Like it was like, oh, this is White It, Claws. Was, a,
1: it was a little lighter. It yeah. is a little lighter tasting. That's the only difference. It's the exact same flavor pool. I they have the lime. They have the mango. They have the black raspberry or black cherry sorry and they have strawberry instead of raspberry which is like having pink instead of magenta it's the same thing
0: it is pretty much priced the same as white claw but if you are looking for a low calorie drink that is one to look forward to and they also do pack a punch just as much as white claw in terms of alcohol percentage obviously do not drink any alcohol if you are not 21 or older we are not condoning underage drinking Mm -hmm. but now something that we want to talk about which is low calorie which we do Mm -hmm. indoors yes
1: dogfish Cal ipa 95 calories 3.6 3.6 carbs, comparable to Michelob, tastes good, and is an IPA for those it was fans.
0: delicious. Yes.
1: Uh, I, I love it. They sell it in cans, anywhere. It came out recently, and it is great. Again, if you like lighter beers, but you don't like Michelob for some reason, I think it's great. Uh, uh-oh, can't use it. we can't use that endorsement anymore. We endorsed two. That's okay. We're doing the light beer endorsement today.
0: Yeah. Much Love <laughs> Ultra. Well, you know what? I don't endorse it. So either way, we're endorsing we're endorsing Dogfish Dog... Head Seltzer. Yeah. So if you get a chance not to not Dogfish
1: add, Head Seltzer. Dogfish be... Head IPA. You know what? It's okay. I promise we're both over. You right know now.
0: what? Look at just buy Dogfish Head. Go to the store and buy some dogfish yeah. head. It buy
1: some matters. craft brews. Don't give but don't give Anheuser your money. Come on.
0: Yeah, seriously. It wasn't that great. So by the way, thanks for tuning in into us today and uh, stay tuned for the next episode coming out every Wednesday.
1: Thanks for listening.